a little moment to reflect on the year that has been 2020. You are listening to the Get Unstuck podcast with me, your host, Laura Husson. I am delighted to have you here. This podcast was being created to inspire, educate and facilitate shifts that get you unstuck, clear and moving in your life and business. Expect tips, advice and real life stories of people just like you who've gone from unclear and stuck to create an extraordinary success. It's time to let go of the how and step into the now. Welcome you to this brand new episode of the Get Unstuck podcast. I am your host, Laura Husson. And if we are brand new to each other, then this is going to be an absolute fascinating recap for you of how the year has gone in terms of what it's looked like in my business, in my company. And if you are somebody who's been here for a while, this is going to give you a real deep dive insight into what it has looked like behind the scenes in my company. (laughs) I am absolutely delighted to have had the podcast here to nudge me and prompt me into doing this process because it's one of those things that I used to make a lot of time for. And I can honestly say, having just sat and reflected for a brief moment before hitting record, that it's been quite some time since I've really gone deep into this. Now, I'm going to share the kind of the cliff notes version of this with you. And then I'm going to go a bit deeper into some of the personal stuff inside the Shift Seekers group. So if you would like to join us for that, come along to theshiftseekers.com and you can grab your place in our free community. We are at 500 members right now, which is absolutely incredible. So I feel like it's important to say that for the purposes of the fact that we know people come into a podcast and they binge listen, they get addicted to what they're listening to. And if you're one of those people at this moment, it's important to say that it is the 12th of the 12th, 2020. And what a year it has been. What an absolute year. I don't even have the right words to describe. Coming into this year, it's quite something to reflect, you know, like coming into this year, Personally, on a personal level, regarding my business, I was absolutely craving, like starving for, I had this crazy appetite for wanting to build structure, wanting to create systems, wanting to build team, wanting to build a mechanism that would allow the message to become independent of me for the work, the, um, you know, the content that I create to be for it to be able to have legs and to grow. The word that I chose for 2020 was rise. And gosh, (laughs) it's really, it's really been poignant. The word has been rise. Now, I broke this down. I was like, wow, I can't tell you everything in this episode about what has happened in 2020. However, I do want to give you, like I say, the Cliff Notes version. I really want to give you the peaks. So I've broken it down into three big lessons, three big wins, and three things I'm releasing before we move into 2021. And 
the three lessons, let's start there. And I would love to invite you to do the same thing. You can, we'll start a thread in the Shift Seekers group where you can come and share your three lessons, your three wins and your three things. And we can cheer each other on and hold each other accountable to that. So my three lessons. Lesson number one has been absolutely massive for me. And if you're new to my world, it won't necessarily seem that huge. But lesson number one has been that having a schedule can create freedom. Having a schedule can create freedom. Now, I am somebody who has always been free as a bird. I will go wherever the wind takes me. I dive into what feels good. And if something doesn't feel good, I just physically am unable to go there. I might want to, I might feel like I can, and then I just don't, I no longer have any energy for it. I burn out, I lose interest, I don't bring things to completion, and I tend to just be distracted into the next interesting thing. So, with that said, having a schedule has really managed to just create all this space for me because I'm really aware that when something is scheduled, like when I'm scheduling to record a podcast, when I'm scheduling to do a live stream, things that I used to do on an ad hoc nature, things get done so much more efficiently. There's so much more excitement in them. And I was so resistant to having a schedule for such a long time. I was like, I just do things when I feel inspired is what I used to say. I had so much resistance to doing this. And at the beginning of the year, when it was just me and I was craving all this structure, I really felt like the only option I had at that point was to create a schedule for myself. Now, let's be real, because this is me and because I do like to be bendy and fluid and have things stretchy, I had a schedule that I could create. It was almost like a sticky notes, a digital sticky notes version of a schedule. And I could block things off like a two hour period of time, for example, to do a specific task. But that could be, I could move it around. So I didn't have to be stuck to the exact time and any kind of rigorous anything. I had flexibility still within the schedule. But what I knew was I didn't, I just released so much anxiety because I knew that things I needed to accomplish were going to be completed. And that gave me a lot of freedom to spend the rest of the time really allowing myself to expand into self-care and really be indulgent with the practices that I love to spend my time and energy doing, like hypnosis, meditation, being in my sauna blanket, hanging out with friends, being with my family. And boy, did we not know coming into 2020 how much time we were going to spend with those that we live with. I mean, we'll come to that. (laughs) So having a schedule, it didn't only create freedom for me, but it created this gorgeous depth in and richness in the relationships that I have with people that has been reflected back to me on many, many levels. It meant that the more structured I was becoming, the more people felt they could trust me. They could trust me to show up They could trust me to stick the path of what I was doing and they were able to really let themselves go and really like set sail on on a journey with me. Which brings us to lesson number two, which is that consistency matters. Now, consistency has been something, again, these two link in very closely. 
these two link in so closely because consistency has been something that I have really had a lot of stories around. So many stories. Oh, well, I'm never going to be able to do this because I can't stick at anything because I get bored and I move on. Even when we started the shift seekers, I nearly said the shift sessions and I started saying the shift seekers, the shift seekers community, when we started that back in August, I honestly, I told my team, I said, you know, I have this reputation. What I've done in the past is I've started a free community. I get so excited about them. And then they hit this mark between three to 400 people and I just lose interest and I fade away. Now, what's happening right now, which is testament to the consistency, to the structure, to all of the things I'm going to share with you, is that we're still going and we're growing and we're growing quickly. And it feels so gorgeous to see that expansion kicking into place. And I know 100% it's because of the consistency in my approach, the consistency of which posts are showing up, the consistency in which things people are seeing me on social media, the consistency in when I say something is actually happening. There was a lot before. I'm very enthusiastic when I'm on a live call and I will promise the earth. I'll be like, let's do this and I'll create that and let's do another blah, blah, blah. And then what will happen is I'll just be distracted by something else. Now, this is part of who I am, right? My energy flows freely. And so it might sound a little bit of a contradiction that I'm saying that having a schedule has created all this freedom and consistency matters. These are things, the reason these are such huge lessons for me is because I didn't believe that I would ever be able to be consistent. Honestly, I had so much anchored into, oh, I'm flaky. People don't believe that I'm going to show up. People think I'm going to flake out on them. I had so many stories about how flaky I was. Being somebody who has a schedule. In my mind, it doesn't sound like me. Still, it doesn't sound like me. And yet I'm in love with it. So those have been two huge lessons, right? Consistency matters. Since we launched the podcast in August, we have had an episode every single Friday. Every single Friday. I don't know if that's true, actually. I think we might have missed one along the way intentionally. But maybe, I don't know, maybe that's not true. We have had a a weekly session unless it's been intentional. Now, having said that, we are about to have a break. We, this is the last episode of the year and we will be back in January. We are building up a whole batch of episodes, interviews with amazing people because what some of the feedback that I've had about the interviews I've been doing with people who've been on their own subconscious transformation journey, you guys have loved hearing those stories. So I'm going to bring bring in you more interviews, more of my own stories, more deep dive into the world of the subconscious and what it makes possible for you. And I'm excited about all of that, which feeds into that consistency. Now, the third piece that I want to share with you, the third lesson, oh, makes me feel a bit emotional when I talk about this. I learned in 2020, and this sounds like, again, a huge contradiction, that hosting retreats is my absolute love of all loves. Oh, I hosted a retreat, my very first retreat in Bali in March. The world was closing behind us and 11 incredible humans traveled the globe at the beginning of a global pandemic when it probably so many people around them were saying, are you sure this is a good idea? In fact, let's reword that. It's not probably, it's definitely. I had many conversations with many of the attendees saying, I don't know about this. 
And honestly, until about five days before the retreat, I was so like, oh, it's going to be fine. You know, everything's good. I wasn't saying that to people. Obviously, I was giving people the space to make their own minds up. But what I was feeling was everything's going to be fine. When we got to the day before I was due to leave, oh, I was starting to feel a little bit yucky. I was starting to feel a little bit anxious, a little bit unsettled. I didn't know how things were going to go. And I was starting to really question whether, firstly, I was doing the right thing by hosting this when everything was growing, all this publicity and all the attention was on this pandemic that was starting. I don't think they were calling it a pandemic at that time, but maybe I'm remembering that wrongly. And secondly, I did not know if I had what it took to really facilitate a transformational retreat feels weird to say that out loud. I think that's actually the first time I've said that out loud. I did not know. I did not know what the agenda was going to be. And that's not because I don't know what to do. It's because I knew that I had to, to be able to facilitate the transformation, the depth of transformation that I knew people were coming for. I knew that I had to be in full, full trust and absolute surrender to the energy of the collective in the moment. And I had to be able to respond to that. I couldn't do that if I was operating from a schedule. So for some of the attendees, that was quite challenging because they were like, well, are we getting an itinerary at any point? And I was like, no, no, you're not. (laughs) By the end, even the people who were the most planned and structured and need that to keep themselves grounded and anxious, anxiety free, let's say, they were thanking me for not having had a schedule because part of the magic of subconscious transformation is catching your subconscious by surprise, is doing things differently to how you've done them before, is not sowing seeds of, oh, well, it's going to be like this. Oh, it's going to be like that. There was no room for anybody to decide what was or was not possible in each moment of that retreat because they did not know what was coming next. It was the most impactful experience I've ever been a part of and yeah I still don't it feels like a cop-out to say I don't have the words but the emotion it took me months to land in the integration of that retreat of what happened and I know I've spoken about this in the episode where I talk about the one where I lost the retreat photos and it's been quite the emotional journey. It's been a huge piece of my own transformation this year. And I am super, super thrilled that we have not one, but two Bali retreats coming in October 2021. And I'm just, I just can't wait. I can't wait to get back in person with people. I can't wait to be back in that environment. We've massively upgraded the venue, which I just am itching to soak all of that magic up. But knowing how I felt, and it was almost like I was outside of my body observing me host a retreat. And I was blown away by myself, which might sound egotistical as you hear me say those words. But the reason I was so amazed is because I knew that it was not about me. It was what was coming through me, not what was coming of me. And that's why it was so incredible because I could see, I was, I was outside of myself and I was able to see and observe almost like in a few seconds time delay what was happening as though I was an attendee. It was absolutely phenomenal. I'm probably not doing it any way near justice, 
But I had to voice that. In looking back at three lessons from 2020, the discovery of my love for retreats and my capacity to hold space for transformation on a retreat was a huge, huge wow. And it changed the way I saw not only myself as a facilitator of this work, but as somebody who really, really has a responsibility to amplify their message, amplify the work that they do in the world, because this is so needed. Everybody who came to retreat, we came home, like I say, we, I landed home on the 15th of March and the UK went into lockdown on the 23rd of March. But we chose, our family chose to go into voluntary. That sounds a bit extreme, but it, yeah, we chose to go into our own isolation after I traveled back because we didn't know what we were dealing with. And we just felt like it was the safest thing to do was to just bury ourselves away, let a week pass and see where we were at then. So... Everybody reflected later and continues to reflect that they knew they were supposed to be in Bali. Most of them didn't really know why. What they all said was that the way that they were able to navigate everything that's happened in 2020 since Bali has been largely due on hugely different to how it would have been if they had not attended the retreat. And so I'm so thankful for that. We were the very final retreat to be held in the in the retreat venue that we used. And I'm just really grateful that the stars aligned for us to have that beautiful in-person experience. It, it Yeah, it's quite a lot to get my head around still that here we are in December. And the last time I was in person with all these amazing beings was in March in Bali on retreat. So three lessons were having a schedule can create freedom. Oh boy. (laughs) Consistency matters and hosting retreats is my absolute jam. They're my three lessons. So let's move on to three wins. Now, risk of sounding like a broken record, my three biggest wins, I have to start with the Bali retreat. The spirit retreat in Bali was an absolute, I've just got goosebumps all over. Whoa, that was like literally neck to toes goosebumps. Bali retreat was one of the biggest wins I've ever experienced. And so much so that I felt like if all this stopped tomorrow, I did what I was supposed to do. That's how I felt after Bali. So I'm not going to say any more about Bali because I feel like I've spoken enough about it. But I will say that if you are somebody who's leaning in or your body is responding when I speak about the Bali retreat, then please feel free to reach out to us. You can email hello at totallylaura.com. Mary will pick up your email and you can just say, I'm interested in Bali. Tell me more, please. Because we have a few spaces left and I would love to hear from those of you who feel like actually... I feel like this might be for me. When you know, you know. (laughs) Now, secondly, I feel like it would be amiss to not acknowledge the way in which 2020 has been navigated. Now, I'm reflecting on my business and I am so, so in awe of the version of me who came back from Bali and stayed calm. And when I say stayed calm, I'm not talking about what was going on in the world at large, really. I'm more talking about the fact that, wow, the children are all of a sudden home all day, every day. We are all in the house, all together, all the time. And somehow, because I had created this schedule, most likely, things were still happening. 
my business was still in momentum. I went into May and did my first, we did our first launch of the shift sessions in January this year. We did the second launch of the shift sessions in May this year, where we did the very first ever the Get Unstuck sessions, which was absolute magic. We had the best, best time and I was obsessed with it. (laughs) Then we did our third launch of the shift sessions in October and we did the Get Unstuck sessions again and it was incredible. Now, the fact that I was able to make all of that happen, and in May, again, there there was no team at that point. The team came after the May launch of the shift sessions, and there was just me making all the things, every graphic, writing every email, creating every landing page, every social media post, every welcome video for everybody who registered. There was so much happening behind the scenes. And that was when it was in April when I reached out to Mary and I said to Mary, I need somebody to help me. And it might sound kind of weird because this is not the kind of work that Mary was doing in the world at that time. But I was saying to her, you know, I don't know why, but I just feel like I'm supposed to ask you before I put it out there. And Mary came back and was like, yep. <laughs> and the rest is history. So um, I know that lots of people who listen to the podcast know and love Mary. They've had contact with Mary in some way, shape or form. If you are new, you are going, it's only a matter of time before you come into contact with Mary. So be nice when you do. (laughs) Mary was the whole team. Mary also on the first day of the Get Unstuck sessions went back to her job after lockdown. She'd been off for the whole of lockdown and then went back to her job as a maternity night nurse. So she was working night shifts and then helping me support all the incredible people who came through the Get Unstuck sessions. And she was thrown in at the deep end. Like she was all in. And if you haven't heard... um, the episode where I speak to Mary about her journey, that would be a great one to listen to after this because we really we really paint the picture there of where Mary was and where she is now. And it's so fascinating. And what I think one of the biggest reflections for me is that this work, the way that this work goes, like the shifts and the transformations and the evolution of us as humans comes in the most unexpected forms. And so that nudge I had, the intuitive nudge I had to reach out to Mary and ask her if she'd be open to that has really resulted. It was the kickstart of me building a whole team. And Mary is still with me. Mary is like the, she's like the foundations of what we have now as our team. And it's given me more freedom than ever. So navigating 2020 for me has really looked like so much structure, building support so firmly entrenched into my life that I get to just step back in all areas. And that has been most significant when it comes to my business and it comes to my incredible team. So the way that that looked was we started with Mary in April. Now I can't remember the months of how this came next, but we brought somebody in to help us with tech for a short time. And then, and that was difficult because um, I'm a difficult person. I don't like to affirm that. I decided I was a difficult person to give tech support to because as somebody who has a background in being a website developer, um, 
I know how to do those things myself. And so I love attention to detail and I have a very specific way that I want things to work. And so it's quite something to step into that because of course, everybody has their own way of doing things. And it was quite a lot of lessons for me in that again. So we had somebody helping us with that for a short time. We also brought in Eva, who is incredible, to do all the design. So everything you see, the podcast the podcast artwork, um, the logo on the website, the Shift Seekers group um, imagery, every single thing you see, even my Instagram feed, is all curated and designed by Eva. She is an absolute creative genius. And if you have branding needs, then you definitely want to check out her work. I don't know what her capacity is. Hopefully... I actually feel like hesitant to recommend all my amazing people because <laughs> I'm like, I want them to keep space for me. Um, but I would highly, highly, highly recommend Eva's work. So we will link to Eva in the show notes. Then we also brought in, and I may have the order wrong here, so you'll have to forgive me. We also brought in, so we had Mary and we had Eva. We also brought in Erica, who supports my community. She supports the Shift Seekers community and she also manages my Instagram. And when I say she manages my Instagram, it's me talking in the DMs. It's me engaging with my people. It's me like everything's me. Um, But what Erica does is she manages me (laughs) so that the social media happens. And that has not been an easy job for her either. She has been wrangling. Actually, in fact, I think she's probably waiting for a post from me right now as I speak. Um, She's been like wrangling a bag of kittens because I, again, so much resistance to having a schedule. And yet, what did I do? I hired somebody to keep me to a schedule. One of the things that Mary did for me in the early days was just checking in with me that I'm drinking the three liters of water that I say I want to drink every day. And I'm hitting my 15,000 steps every day. So I had baked in accountability. So now we have Mary being the glue underneath. We have Eva and we have Erica. And Erica has been an absolute blessing. The minute I met Erica, I was like, yep, we need to work together. And I didn't know if it was going to look the way that we thought it might look on that call. And I still feel like there's probably room for us to grow and evolve together. But Erica is just so amazing. Her energy is so on point and I'm so excited and grateful to have her on my team. So where were we then? Then we had um, a, we had Natalie join us as an OBM. Now, I think that's right. I may have missed an order, a step here. I'm not sure. But we had Natalie join us as an OBM. And what that looked like was I wanted to be able to step out of the decision making that was happening because I was worried that I was going to be micromanaging. I didn't want to be micromanaging anybody. That did not feel good to me at all. And so Natalie came in to really support the team. We built out a custom dashboard. We're using ClickUp for our project management. For those of you who buzz on that kind of stuff, we hired somebody to help us and support us with building a custom dashboard for the business. And Natalie basically redesigned, rejigged what we needed to rejig, kept everything streamlined and made sure that things were happening in the right timeline. That was absolutely, when I first started working with Natalie, that was absolutely like revolutionary. I could not believe that it could be so easy to have somebody else. That level of support felt so spacious and so indulgent 
but really, really abundant. And I don't use the word abundant very much, but it really did feel like, oh, this feels really good. And so I was very, very grateful for that. Now, when Natalie first joined us, she said to me, um, she said, oh, well, some people just have me for a like, you know, a short term contract just to get things up and running. And then I stepped down. And I was horrified. I was like, what do you mean? The like, I want you to be in for life. And um, I honestly believed at that moment that that's how it would be. And then what was really interesting was that after Natalie had streamlined everything and really helped the team get, you know, up to speed with what how, what they did and when and how the things flowed, I absolutely could see what she was saying. And so it was really another big stretchy conversation for me to actually have to say to Natalie, I love you. And I think we need to give this a go on our own. We need to give it a go solo and see how it goes. So Natalie um, finished working with us for now. I don't, I'm hoping not forever, um, for the moment in at the end of November. And December has been seeing how we go solo. And I really feel like what we're doing right now and the way that things are rolling, things are so streamlined. And it's largely thanks to the work that Natalie did to help us find our feet. I don't believe we would have been, it would have been so easy for us to do, it would have taken so long for us to get to where we are now had we not brought that kind of support in. Somebody who knows how to streamline, somebody who knows how to manage a project efficiently, somebody who knows how to manage a launch, the different pieces that need to come into play because there's so many moving pieces. Um, and somebody who has this the people skills to be able to really manage a team, that is something that not everybody can do. That's not something I believe that you can necessarily, you can be taught it, but that doesn't necessarily make you really strong at it. It's one thing to know how to do something and another, those communication skills are everything. So that was an amazing piece. Now we have our amazing Adam, who I've mentioned here before, who obviously produces and edits the podcast. And honestly, I don't know how I ended up stumbling across Adam, um, who first hired through Upwork, um, freelancing website. His work is incredible. And again, it's one of those things that over the, I think, three years we've been working together now, people always ask me, people ask me all the time, who does your podcast? It sounds so good. And I love being able to recommend people, recommend Adam to people. Um, and I get always scared that he's not going to have any time left for the podcast. <laughs> I, I guess there's some scarcity in there I need to let go of around my people, but I think it's because I'm so grateful for the relationship we have that I just want it to go on forever, forever and ever. <laughs> so Adam is ongoing. Adam has a, um, you know, we have a team meeting every Monday, um, but Adam is more behind the scenes because he just takes what I record, he does his magic, and then it's back in our hands again. So, but we feel his presence and we're really grateful for the work that he does. Then, where am I up to? I can't remember who I've said. I should have written this all down now. Then, what we're doing right now... Oh, after that, the next person who we brought in um, was the amazing Polly. Oh, my goodness. Polly is an absolute gem. So, Polly... I didn't realise this is where I was going with the podcast, but... <laughs> We haven't even got past the wins yet. Polly um, manages my Facebook ads. So Polly came in as the person who was going to manage the Facebook ads. The truth is that Polly is so much more than somebody who just manages Facebook ads. She has an incredible strategic 
mind in her. And she has this absolute passion for people. She adores people and she wants people to really succeed. So I love having that kind of strategic mind combined with this absolute love for people's transformation in my pocket. This is like essential to me. I love all the things strategy and yet if it doesn't come from the heart and it's not about the connection to the people, again, I had resistance for years over growing because I felt scared that growth meant that I couldn't be connected to my people. And we are proving or we're disproving that theory right now in real time. So Polly was next in. Then where are we now? I feel like most recently following Polly, we've then had Tamsin come and join us. And Tamsin is another dream come true because Tamsin is come in. Tamsin has an incredible way with words. Like she can work words and she can, she reflects things back to you. You say to her what you're thinking or feeling or you're I'm trying to say this is what I say to Tamsin and she'll reflect back to me. This is what I'm hearing. And it's like, oh gosh, yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. So Tamsin has, we've only just started working together this month, um, but I'm really excited about where we get to go with this because we or Tamsin is working with other members of the team to really help refine processes around how we really maximize all of the content that we've already created. So like, the podcast episodes, past podcast episodes, what gems from that those podcast episodes can we pull out and use for social media content next year? It feels so exciting because there's so much freedom. Can you hear this recurring theme that is coming out, this freedom that I get to have from the body of work that already exists? So really excited to start this journey with Tamsin. And then just most recently, we have added Amy to our mix, Amy to our team. And Amy is really fly with integrations, automations, systems, the behind the scenes tech stuff, but not in a way of like, oh, I want it to look like this. I want it to look like that. She just makes things work. And I, oh my gosh, the attention to detail the efficiency and the speed of turnaround is like, ah, again, that was one of the things that I thought was going to be the hardest to let go of. And I could not be happier to have somebody on board who can work that magic. And so the most recent conversation that Polly and Amy have been having with me is around how they want to go and repurpose something that we did before and create this automation and how it's going to help people and guide people and support people And I'm like, this sounds amazing. Just keep me posted. Just last Monday in the Shift Seekers group, Mary on Sunday night sent me a little brief for what I needed to say because we were launching this um, competition in this contest on the Monday Mood live stream. We do that every Monday, except for the Monday coming. And I'll tell you why shortly. We do it every Monday and we announce this contest with a beautiful prize. And I had no involvement in the creation of that, in the dreaming of it. And it feels so magical to see all these incredible things. And this, the best thing is, this is just the beginning. All these incredible things are in motion. I honestly have a stellar team in place. And yeah, like I say, this is just the beginning. So navigating 2020, starting out with no team and ending with this incredible like superhero lineup, I am so honored to have people who are not only just showing up to do what they do, but showing up with heart, showing up and doing things where they'll say, 
you know, they'll listen to the podcast to write a social media post and go, oh my gosh, I love this episode. I love when you said that. Or, oh, I had this light bulb moment when we did this in this workshop. And it's so amazing to have people behind me and underneath me and around me and above me who get where we're going and have so much more energy than I have to see things through. And yeah, this is like I say, I just can't sound more enthusiastic about how much I love my team and how much I appreciate every single one of them. And so I know you guys listen and I'm just want to say to you all, I love you very, very much. And I'm very grateful for having you in my corner. And we've actually had a request for interviews with the team. So stand by and stay tuned for more of those in 2021. So three wins. Bali Retreat was number one. Navigating 2020 took me down a little wormhole there, but was relevant. And then the third win is officially, and we're not done yet, this is significantly the largest year of revenue I have ever had in any business I have ever run. This is year 11 for me of running an online business. And the, yeah, I, we, I think we are almost double any previous best year we've ever had which feels incredible. And it's such a testament. The reason I mentioned the money is because it's such a testament to the consistency. It's a testament to what happens when you have structure, when you have support, when you launch the same thing three times in a row. I've never done that before. It felt so weird to me to just know what the whole of the year looked like because I was just launching the same thing again and again and again. And yes, so much freedom. Who knew? I guess lots of you will say, I knew that. <laughs> I definitely did not know that. And I feel like I've just caught on to something huge. So yes, I'm definitely celebrating the largest revenue year in business ever. And feeling like just so grateful that I get to reinvest that revenue into the company, into the vision, into the team, into all of the direction that we are stepping into in 2021. So three things I'm releasing. Final piece. We're nearly there. <laughs> three things I'm releasing. The first thing I'm releasing is when I moved from being the girl who ran a website agency into being the girl who did subconscious transformation, it sounds like it was a very smooth transition. It was not. <laughs> it was not a smooth and seamless transition. But when I sidestepped into that, I started this business. I used to call this my like little business. This is my little business. And so I set it up as what we call here in the UK, a sole trader, which meant that I wasn't running a company. It was just me bringing money in, personal account, all the things. I was really stuck. I had quite a lot of um, drama when it came to handling the finances in my business when I was the website girl. And that really left some scars, some emotional scars, some identity scars, and I've done a lot of work on those. Now, what's happening this year, as we move into 2021, the first thing I'm releasing is the identity of being a sole trader. This is not, by any stretch of the imagination, a little business. And I'm doing air quotes as I say that. This is the thing that gets to change and touch the hearts and lives of 100,000 people across the planet by the year 2030. And I'm not here to do that on my own. 
I am the person who started the ball rolling and we are going to have coaches, shift method, certified coaches in 2021, which is absolutely, oh, just so heartwarming. I'm releasing the being a soul trader. Now that means that from January, I will be back to being a limited company, which is very exciting. And some of the things that, again, I had some like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, felt very grown up, felt very responsible. I'm now very, very excited about and ready to embrace. Second thing that I am releasing is doing anything ad hoc in my business. And I know that there would have been a time, probably even last year, maybe even part of this year, where that, saying that, would have felt like, oh, is that true? Can I really do that? Do I even want to do that? The truth, what is absolutely true now is that I have no desire to upset the apple cart. I am totally happy to pour my ideas and my inspiration and my vision out, whether it's in a voice note, whether it's in a Google Doc, and to hand that to my team and to trust them to know what is best for that. And so there's no more need ever for me to have an idea and put it into motion within an hour. And that was a regular occurrence for me. And the inconsistency that followed when I was doing that was painful. So I'm releasing the the drive to do anything ad hoc in my business. It's okay for ideas to come through me. They can be shelved and brought into life later. And then the third thing that I'm completely releasing is any remaining resistance to repetition. And I've already mentioned this, you know, that the feeling of like, oh gosh, isn't it boring just to launch the same thing all the time? No, it's not. It's where we get to really dive deep into the work that we do, the work we're here for, and how we really get to master our craft. And I've heard in this last round of the shift sessions, which we just finished on Friday, we I heard myself, I heard myself sound embodied and integrated into the work that I do. And there's a difference between somebody who is kind of playing and dipping a toe in or somebody who is like working from a manual and somebody who is just so deeply living, breathing, eating, sleeping, talking the work. And that is who I am now. And so I have no need to resist repetition because I'm ready to call in epic growth. So 2021 for me is going to be the year of growth. And I have chosen a new word. The word for 2020 was rise. And I think you will probably agree that everything I have learned and experienced this year, and again, you're just getting the kind of cliff notes version here, really embodies rise. And for me, that vision was Yes, it was about my own rise, but it was also about the call to rise, like calling my clients, calling my friends, calling my family to rise. And I really see and feel that in every aspect of my life. I really, truly do. So I think this is also the first year ever where I feel like my word of the year wasn't just buried and forgotten by February. So I'm grateful for that. Now, the word for 2021 around these parts is devotion. Devotion. And what that means to me is dedication. It means love. It means trust. It means ease and it means grace. And those things are my values. They are my core values. They are also the core values that my company is built upon. And devotion to those values, devotion to the path of this work that is unfolding, devotion to the people I already have in my world, 
that is where everything starts and that foundation gets stronger and stronger and everything just absolutely billows out from that place. Ah, we made it. Three lessons, three wins and three things I'm releasing as I step into 2021. Now, I would love, 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 love to hear yours. So we will start a thread in the Shift Seekers group and you'll be able to come along and leave yours. And you don't have to do all of them. Maybe you just want one lesson, one win and one thing, or maybe you just want to do your lessons, right? You don't have to do the whole thing. I would love you to just, if this is a prompt for you to reflect, go for it, get to it, because this is where magic happens when you pause to just look back. And I know that there's so much, you know, direction and prompting and suggestion around us that, 2020 has been a write-off and 2020 has been heavy and 2020 has been hard and all of that is true and there is still growth. There is still growth. From our hardship comes the most beautiful reemergence. 2021 gets to be different. Things are changing. We are ready. It's all about devotion for us here at Hassan HQ and I cannot wait to see what unfolds in 2021. Now, in the meantime, the reason that there is no Monday mood, actually, by the time you hear this, we will have already been past the Monday mood. So there is a Monday mood on the Monday after this podcast episode. There was no Monday mood. This is very weird saying this because this is not in real time. There was no Monday mood on Monday the, oh, where is it? 20th? Oh, where are we? Gosh, 18th. I'm lying. 18th is the day this is coming out. It's the 12th now. Monday the 14th of December there is no Monday mood. And the reason for that is we do our Monday mood at 12 noon midday in the UK. And this Monday at 12 noon UK, I will be boarding a flight. Yes, you heard me right. I am boarding a plane. I cannot wait. I am actually sat here anxiously refreshing. Well, I'm not doing it right now, but I have been all day anxiously refreshing my emails, waiting for the results of all of our COVID tests to come back because we are jetting off to the Maldives for a last minute week in the sun in paradise to really close out the year. We're all, me, my husband, my two children, when I say we, We're going there. We're going to pause and reflect. We're going to take some time to just be together and really celebrate the growth that we have all had this year. And then we'll be coming back and we'll be celebrating Christmas back here in our home and we'll be ready to start the new year. So I'm excited to take you along on that journey. If you want to get involved in that behind the scenes, I will, as always, be sharing on my Instagram story. So you can come and follow me there at Totally Laura. And you can then come and join us in the Shift Seekers community, theshiftseekers.com. And I would love to make a request of you. If you are somebody who is listening and you're like, wow, I love this. Or perhaps you've listened to another episode and thought, oh yeah, I feel that. I would love to request, make a request of you that you would take two minutes from your day to nip on over to iTunes and leave us a glowing review of why you love the Get Unstuck podcast. Because when we get reviews, we reach brand new people that we would never otherwise reach. I don't know how the magic of all these algorithms work, but I know that it gets it into the hands of people who would otherwise not hear it and perhaps really need to hear it. So I would love you to to do that, to nip on over to iTunes, search for the Get Unstuck podcast with me, Laura Hassan, and leave your five-star review. That would be amazing. Come and join us in the Shift Seekers. You will definitely want to get involved in that contest. I will 
speak to you very, very soon. As this is the final episode for 2020, I am wishing you and your loved ones, your clients, your families, a very, very happy and healthy end to 2020. And here's to a magnificent 2021. I so appreciate spending time with your ears today. (laughs) If you're not already, come and follow me on Instagram. Let's be friends. You can find me at Totally Laura, where I share behind the scenes, latest updates and freebies, as well as giving you the opportunity to tell me what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. I'll be waiting for you in the DMs.